Mark 9, 14, and this is the NIV version. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. 15, as soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with him about, he asked. A man in the crowd answers, teacher, I brought you my son is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech he couldn't talk amen scripture is so beautiful so just imagine the disciples of jesus who are ordinary fishermen understand that they became somebodies because of their association with jesus jesus gave them a voice gave them a standing here they are arguing with the scribes these are the people that write the law. These are the people that have studied, the learned people. These are the elitish within society. And these guys had the nerve to be arguing with the scribes, <laughs> you know. So imagine that scenario taking place and then Jesus shows up. Oh, Jesus shows up and can you see how everything changed? As soon as the crowd saw Jesus, they were amazed and ran the people who were busy listening to people argue, those people were not important anymore. Whatever intellect they were throwing back, whatever knowledge of um, the Torah they were sharing and everybody trying to show how good they are, how learned they are. The disciples are like, oh, we hang out with the son of God himself. And the scribes are like, do you know I come from a lineage of well-learned Torah scholars? Who are you to talk to us? So there's this battle going on between these two groups. But immediately Jesus shows up. Immediately Jesus shows up. People were surprised to see him and they ran to welcome him. This is Jesus that was the carpenter that the scribes and the Pharisees hated. He was getting all the attention. He was the subject of beauty, admiration, love, everything. And so no matter how good they thought they were, once Jesus showed up, it's like he stole their shine and they couldn't stand it. And right here you see Jesus ask, what are you arguing about? It's like, what are you, what are you arguing about? The answer is here now. I am the solution and the answer to whatever it is. What is the argument about? The authority he commands. It turns out that this man came with a child that couldn't speak because an unclean spirit was hindering this child from speaking. A mute spirit is an unclean spirit. Every sickness is an unclean spirit. It is not of God. And don't feel bad about it. You pray in tongues and you can even cast out devils and you have an unclean spirit inside you. It's a continuous battle against the darkness. But the good thing here is even though these people were so learned and the disciples were so acquainted with the ways of Jesus and lead with Jesus Christ, the one who had the authority and the mandates the one to whom all demons, principalities, and powers bow to had showed up. And he's like, what is the dispute about? And this is the perfect person to present your infirmity, your challenge, that unclean spirit. They said more than 50% of cases in the hospital are mental cases. That unclean spirit that has haunted God's people. Once Jesus shows up, take that matter to him. And this is where it all changes. 
So Valerie, go on, please. So next is verse 18. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, he gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Can you imagine? <laughs> the spirits will just take over, and it sounds like convulsion, right? Yes. Yeah. It seizes him, and this whole feat goes on, throws him to the ground. Like, what does Satan do? He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he seizes you and takes over your body and you can't handle the pain. You can't handle the depression. I don't want us to only look at things that are physical, those mental things, those emotional things that you can't see naturally. You feel them. You feel an emptiness within. You feel a brokenness. You don't have a desire for anything fun. That's why God is saying dance. Because when that spirit takes over, it takes over your mind, it takes your joy. It makes you feel hopeless, like tomorrow is not even guaranteed for you. Understand okay. that this is what demons do. Mm. You know, you fall sick, maybe sometimes it might be the flu, it might be a headache. You can't function anymore. And everybody that talks to you sounds like they're yapping, you're upset at everybody. A demon mm. is attacking you. Wow. You try to find joy. You go get yourself a nice dinner. It doesn't work. You go to Macy's and you shop your way through. It doesn't work. You sit down and you watch a whole series of Bridgerton. <laughs> and it still doesn't work. So this is what demons do. Whatever takes your control from you. Is an attack from the devil, and you need Jesus to cast that spirit out. Wow. So Jesus showed up here. Next verse, please. Next verse is 19. Yes. Oh, unbelieving generation. Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Okay, so this whole argument was because the disciples couldn't cast out the devil in the boy. The evil spirit. So the guys like your disciples could not <laughs> cast out this evil spirit. Man, can you imagine that Jesus has disciples on earth that are expected to cast out the activities of darkness from the lives of God's people. Yeah. And we can't. And so we can't preach about scriptures like this because we can't do it. And so Jesus is like, man, see what he was telling these people. I'm like, oh my God, what would you say to us? Because at this point, you hadn't even died for our sins. You hadn't resurrected. Um, the disciples hadn't received the empowerment by this Holy Spirit. All of that hadn't <laughs> taken place. And you're telling them, you people have no faith. You faithless generation. I'm like, wow, Jesus, you expected so much from this people. <laughs> Without the Holy Spirit, without you dying. He's like, how long must I stay with you? How long must I put up with you? I'm like, Jesus. Guys, internalize this and see. If we are truly his disciples, placed on this earth to ensure that the darkness does not prevail in the life of anyone made in the image of God. And here Jesus is saying that, how long shall I put up with you, you faithless generation? Because we're not doing that work. 
We are to bring a kingdom that will overthrow the kingdom of darkness. Because he said the kingdom is within you, it's within me. And yet we can't bring that kingdom to dethrone the kingdom of darkness. And even at this time, he's saying, how long will he put up with you? I'm like, Jesus, please, don't say that to me, please. How long will you put up with me struggling with my faith? How long will you put up with me just shoving it? Oh, it's the way it's human. Oh, you can always be troubled. Yes, you can always feel this. You can always go through this. How long are you putting up with me? Oh, faithless Nadia, God help me. So then he's like, so go ahead. I had a question. Um, so like, you know, a lot of diseases also could be caused from this fallen world, not necessarily from an unclean spirit, right? Like, you know, like disabilities, no, you know, no. blind people, people who are autistic, things like that. Because Jesus even said like, oh, it wasn't his parents that, <clears throat> or his sin that caused him to be blind. An unclean spirit is not your parents. An unclean spirit is not your sins. An unclean spirit is the kingdom of darkness coming after a child of God that has a great destiny to cut it short. Mm. Yeah, but God is sovereign, right? So then he allows some people to have disabilities. So, and it's all for his, to bring out his glory. So I just... You know, they're made in the image of God, too. I just don't understand, like, how those infirmities or those things from this fallen world are all unclean spirits. So I'll give you an assignment. Check every time Jesus healed or cast out a devil and tell me what he identified them as. No, but I understand that. But there's people who are born with disabilities. So that's my question is, is there's some people who have disabilities. God healed them, not but not everybody got healed from those things. So are you saying that those people who are blind have unclean spirit? Having an unclean spirit does not mean that you are, no, I've walked with the Lord all my life and there's an unclean spirit in my uterus. Mm. Mm. But isn't that a part of this being in this fallen world? Like we're all going to be impacted by that. Because that's, that's, That's how why, I've been seeing how things are broken, not perfect in this world, because it's part of our, because of sin, when sin entered the world. Uh, God, you, you know. we are saying the same thing. Don't feel like, don't feel like this. We have to accept reality. I agree with you is part of the fallen world. Why is he a fallen uh-huh. world? Because the devil has an authority that is greater than the people who were given the authority. And the Mm. people who were given the authority have to take hold of their authority and destroy all the works of darkness. And so Jesus gave us this authority so that wherever we see the works of darkness, we can destroy it. So a stranger will just show up with a child that is mute and expect me and you to cast the devil out. But there's times where that that won't happen. That's what I'm trying to say. It's the power of God that's able to. I will do it. choose to differ. Because there's times yeah. where God chooses not to heal somebody who's blind. I will never veer to the path that is in me. Everyone that came to Jesus was healed. 
And until we begin to think and operate like Jesus, we will never do the greater. So for yeah. now that we are trying to engage... But actually, that's not true, actually. There are some people who weren't healed. Um, show me that scripture. I have never seen it. There's a lot of people who weren't here. Like Jesus said, I couldn't do a miracle in those neighborhoods. Yeah. And, and, and so God because you. of... God you. Yeah. God you. Scripture says that everywhere Jesus went, he healed. He did not go to his city because they didn't believe him. So he did not do it at all. He did not try to do it because... And that's what this topic is today. It's about building our belief. We need to have belief. The body of Christ is not operating in the works of Jesus. And we cannot keep making excuses about it. Mm -hmm. But As, there are people who God chooses not to heal, though. You can't disagree with that. That's not true. I disagree. We are going to engage belief in this teaching and we will continue engaging belief with everything we've got because that's why we are called believers. We will not accept what has been going on anymore. We will not. Even the shadows of Peter, even the handkerchiefs that touched their body healed. How come we're not walking in it? We're not going to continue in this path for the enemy to prevail over us. The darkness is there, and we're going to get that faith, that mustard seed that will cause us to tell that mountain to be cast into the sea. We will contend for it, and we will get it. That is it. So Jesus spoke to these people, his disciples. He's like, you people have no faith. You faithless generation. How long must I stay with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. He expected them to take care of that. It's almost like he said, you know what? Move out the way. Come on over here. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm like. <laughs> oh, oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> yes. So the next verse, please, Valerie. Verse 20. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Okay, this is what demons do. You mm. come before Jesus. You come before mm. the person with all the power. And then mm. they start displaying that. You know what that means? Mm. Scare them. Mm -hmm. That is the display of the demonic kingdom. To show that they are greater and they are more powerful. Mm. And to put that unbelief in you. That is all. Mm. See, mm -hmm. we are called believers for a reason. And the enemy knows exactly what to do. So when you are engaging God in belief, everything around you is going to operate to create unbelief in you. This is what has been going on. I'm like drama. One minute the faith is like over there. The next minute I'm like, man, um, did the Lord really say this? Because of what I'm feeling, because of what I'm seeing, because of what I'm sensing, this is what demons do. That is why we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers. 
So you see that demon, immediately the person who was going to cast him out showed up. He started throwing all these tantrums, thinking that Jesus would be moved by it. Trust me, I've been in gatherings where somebody comes and starts behaving like that and they take them away. They take them out of the building. Or the demon is like, who do you think you're talking to? One was like, I'm, I'm in the camp committee. Because they are scared. We do deliverance all the time. That's what they do. Sometimes the person starts saying things to you. That's why it's always good to stay in sync with the Lord. Because I've seen where a demon has said, but you committed fornication the other day. I've seen where demons say that to somebody, a preacher, and they walk away. And several people have told me other things that they encountered. A demon told them and they couldn't address that situation again. So this is basically the demon showing up. He's like, look, I'm here. I'm showing up. This is me. So I'm that you can sow a seed of unbelief, yes. So that you can do what you're supposed to do. Because for us to do these things, we need to believe. That's all that is required. That's why Jesus is like, you're a faithless generation. You've seen me heal all this and somebody brings somebody to you. Jesus is not going to say, oh, it's the will of the Lord for that one to have that sickness. It was never what Jesus Christ would say. Even if he says that it was to display the glory of God, he still healed the blind man, just like we did in in previous teaching. Uh Uh The situation is like that. It's not God doing it. It's the devil, but the Lord will use it to glorify himself. The situation with Jesus, it wasn't God trying to kill his child and everything. It was the devil actively killing Jesus, but it was a sacrifice that would save humanity, and God used it. Whatever the enemy intends and works out for evil, God turns it around for good. And we are placed here to turn those evil situations around for good. If we can't, then we are just like those disciples, and Jesus Christ is saying that, how long can I put up with you, Nadia? Because believe me, I've seen it. What stops my mother from falling down into the pit and going and being buried in poop? In water. Uh. It's liquid. She gets suspended. Uh. What stops... Amen. Yeah. What stops us from walking in a mob and not being killed by killers? What Uh stops us? It is a kingdom that God is bringing through us. As recent, what stops you from walking around with a hemoglobin of 3.5? Mm. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Mata, for that. Mm. Amen. Don't forget to listen to our podcast because there is a limitless supply of God's Spirit that wants to reach you. And I pray you're a willing vessel to listen and also share and see that God's truth is released upon those you love to see breakthrough in the lives of those you love. And I encourage you, please grab Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. You need this book. I don't want you to miss the detailed truths, the testimonies of God's tangible presence moving in your life that you may not have seen until you are able to engage this and see them clearly outlined for you. So I encourage you, grab this book for yourself and your loved ones and take the time to read it. God bless you. God's face shine upon you and have just a beautiful day. I love you so much. Okay, have an awesome day. Bye now.